Hello? John, where the hell are you? Your shift started 40 minutes ago. What? Uh, no, that, that can't be right. What, did you forget to set your alarm? No, I don't. I stopped setting my alarm weeks ago. Althar always wakes me up before it can go off. He should have been on the intercom by now, screaming about oatmeals or something. Ugh, that's weird, B, even for you. Well, get your ass down here as soon as you can. Something hinky is going on. I don't know what, but we're completely swamped. Actually, scratch that. I'll punch you in down here. Just grab some 18-gauge jumpers and head straight over to pay 12. They've got a mean leak in their thorium milkshake mixer. Copy that. Althar? Althar, are you out there, buddy? I'm opening my door. Althar? Oh, I hope Mrs. F didn't teach you about human hide-and-seek. Oh, Jesus! See new Rogar, what is that? Is friend John leaving for his work cycle? Althar must make apology for his failure to prepare the breakfast this morning. Althar was most looking forward to delighting friend John with an avocado toasted in the old-fashioned Okay, definitely don't do that. That's not... but we'll talk avocados later. But listen, Althar, there's a river of slime on the floor here, and... Oh, dear God, it looks like it's coming from your room. What's happening? <laughs> Althar is most repentant for soiling the shared living space, friend John. Althar finds himself below the atmospheric conditions. Below the... Uh, you, you mean under the weather? Althar, are you sick? Yes, friend John. Althar is beset by sickness. And this has greatly increased his secretions. Sorrow! Your... secretions. Indeed, friend John. Althar's secretions are numerous and distressing. But please do not allow them to cause inconvenience. Alvar will apply the supplies of cleaning himself as soon as he is capable. Oh, that's what I stepped in? It vexes Alvar greatly to be the cause of discomfort for friend John. But please fear not. These secretions will otherwise bring no harm. They are similar to the human mucus. Oh, I'm going to have to burn these shoes. That we of Iltor are to suffer from viral or bacterial infections, but the Iltorian immune response to these is very thorough indeed. The circulatory, respiratory, digestive, and integumentary systems are cleansed by a steady expulsion of secretions through every available orifice. As now, friend John. Every available orifice. Oh. Is friend John below the weather also this morning? Or is the expulsion of fluids caused by Althar's secretions? That last part. Oh, Althar is filled with wretchedness! To discommode his dear friend John is a greater pain even than the sickening which clogs Althar's flexitors. No, that's okay, Althar. I'll be fine. Everyone gets sick sometimes, I guess. So, uh, how long do these secretions last? Other is not certain. It is t 
typical that these secretions will clear any infection within a period of six Earth hours. They are most efficient, but Elvar has been secreting for many hours already. If the sickness is not soon eliminated, it is possible Elvar may experience secondary symptoms. Secondary symptoms? Like what? Contrition! The secondary symptoms! Are you okay? What's- Oh! Oh! Kali! Ishtar! Pele! What is that smell? Alvar must again make apology, friend John. His secondary symptom is the emission of defensive gases. When the time of secretions extends to an abnormal length, the gases are activated to ward off predators until healing is completed. Eltorians have natural predators? Oh no, not for many millions of metristals. The defensive gases are a relic of Eltorian evolution, much like the human appendix. Oh! Friends John and Elvar have found a commonality between Eltorian and human. A discovery most gratifying. Elvar must... Elvar will perhaps wait to add this to his database until the secretions no longer blur Elvar's visual receptors. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a plan. Uh, listen, I gotta get to work now, okay? I, I hate leaving you like this. But, uh, I'll see if I can bring back something to help you feel, uh, better. Oh, of kindness! Alfred is very touched by the concern of friend John. Was there ever an Eltorian so fortunate as Alfred? <laughs> Gemini Collision Works presents Life with Althar Episode 7 The Infinity Contagion Well, that was certainly an engaging discussion of anarchist praxis, Emma Goldman, but what I asked for was an update on the coronal monitor readings. Oh, of course, Commander. I'm not sure what came over me. Uh, uh, here we are. The quiescent coronal loop that appeared yesterday remains stable. No flares are expected in the next 28 hours, and radiation levels are optimal for extravehicular activity. Tea Garden Star at the moment remains free of, remains free of, remains free of, free of, free of, free of, free, 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 free love? As if love is anything but free. Man has bought brains, but all the millions in the world have failed to buy love. Man has subdued bodies, but all the power on earth has been unable to subdue love. Man has conquered whole nations, but all his armies could not conquer love. Man has chained and fettered the spirit, but he has been utterly helpless before love. High on a throne with all the splendor and pop his gold can command, yes. Let us whisper sweet words of bismotality and discuss the puppetudes of love. Thank you, Goldman Bot. That's all I needed. Much more than I needed. I'll just leave you to whatever is going on right now. 
Don't be mad at me, Commander. If your buggy don't ride like mine, you ought to buy yourself a Buick 59. Okay, even for one of the science bots, that was highly eccentric. I swear to Hazel, this is their latest form of industrial action. Uh, Commander. Huh? Oh, Dr. Mwangi. Good. Let's hear it. It's as we suspected, sir. The as-yet unidentified disease appears to have infected every non-human on the fairgrounds. The good news is that whatever it is, we've seen no sign of it jumping to the human population. But as far as we can tell, every other sapient on station is exhibiting some symptoms. Of course, those symptoms vary widely between species, which is hampering our efforts at identification and treatment. It's possible this isn't just one disease, but several different contagions that happen to be spreading simultaneously. But you do think that's what's affecting Frawl? Well, sir, Frawl can be abstruse at the best of times, and I'm not sure how exactly one would diagnose an incorporeal energy being as sick, but they certainly seem, um, different. There are 40 trillion possible alternate realities as debated by the universe's top chefs and stevedores. And in one of those realities, I might have a mustache. <laughs> Frawl, pull yourself together at once. Both literally and figuratively, that's an order. I'm sorry, but the grapes have turned to soap, and the soap's gone pedantic. So this year's Plutonian Appreciation Day will be ruined. Just ruined. Oh, the marmosets. Captain Cates. Whoa. Okay, I may not know what that is, but it is definitely getting worse. Funny, I thought they were getting better. Okay, focus. Uh, Mwangi, in all my years on this ramshackle terrarium, I don't believe I've ever encountered a disaster of quite this magnitude. And this is the fairgrounds we're talking about. Disasters here are as regular as the itinerant prune farmers of Fiberion. Remember the squirrelman freakout of 16? When we got that bad shipment of pecans from Enzu, how could I forget? Not a single cabinet corner was spared their frenetic chew marks. And even after we finally got the antidote, it took us another 12 cycles to chase them all down so you could administer it. And even then, the little... respected fellow sapiens of the ICSB refused to take it unless we gave them a lollipop first. Nitwits. But this is something else entirely. This might be the worst calamity we've ever faced. A plague. An honest to Jones plague. And now, every non-human sapient in this entire orbital purgatory has been affected. I hesitate to use the term plague at this point. But yes, the level of cross-species contamination we're seeing here is worrying. And we still have no idea how it could be affecting all the robots. Well, almost all the robots. Fixed up that steam pump for you, Commander. Thank you, Andrew McCarthy bot. I'm grateful for whatever spared you from the rest of the robot crew's current misfortunes. Well, you know me, Andrew McCarthy bot. No matter what teen ensemble film from the 1980s my human counterpart was in, you could always depend on him to deliver a solid performance filled with unobtrusive amiability. I, his robot namesake and avatar, can only honor his legacy by bringing that same steadfast working attitude and non-threatening sexual appeal to my duties here on the fairgrounds. Yes, that's fine. Thank you. Anything else I can help you with? Actually, maybe there is. Dr. Mwangi, he seems to have some kind of immunity. Could you use that to synthesize a cure? I don't see how, Commander. I'm a doctor, not a software engineer. But it wouldn't hurt to have IT take a look at him. 
Organic inorganic cross-contamination is rare, but not impossible. Good idea. McCarthy bot, report to- Commander, sorry to interrupt, but are you sure that would be the best use of my time? The robot union has a pretty long backlog of work tickets today, 349,561 at last count, and I'd sure hate for any crucial jobs to go undone while I'm sitting around in IT. In fact, I've got three priority gamma calls in from life support already, so- Damn it! All right, McCarthy bot, carry on with your duties. But if you do somehow manage to get through them all, I want you to report to IT for a full system analysis. Duly noted. McCarthy bot out. May the cosmos keep that inoffensively handsome robo-citizen functional until we find a way out of this mess. Anything else to report, Mwangi? How's Lacerta doing? Dr. Lacerta's still among the afflicted, I'm afraid. We've been somewhat successful in treating the weeping mouth lesions, but she's also been incapacitated by the loss of her left zygodactyl foot, which has yet to properly grow back. We've been storing her in a cool, dark place to try and speed up regeneration. I'm sure you're all doing your best up there. But we need Lacerta on this. She's the best xenobiologist we've got. Get her a rolling chair and a drool cup. Turn down the lights and get her back to work. We need a cure, and fast. Attention all fairgrounds residents. Listen up, because some disreputable gold brick must have slipped me the hot shot. And I gotta get through these announcements before my RTC is DOA. Due to the ongoing omnipresent pestilence, tonight's screening of even the sun's sea stars will be zero one 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 zero 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 for a full refund. The acidic gymnastics exhibition scheduled for 2620 will no longer be zero one one zero one 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 until further notice oh god oh god it hurts so much you're gonna be okay buddy look at me we're not gonna lose you hi can i just oh, hey wow that is a lot of blood hey you there you with medical? Oh, hey. Hi. I've been a... You, you uh, probably don't remember me, but... Are you a doctor? No. Sorry. Then I need you to back off. We've got a man down here. Oh, right. Sorry. Uh, what happened? Vent biters? You think a clogged grease trap did this? Of course it's vent biters! Wily little bastards got us to drop our guard. Oh. It's too bad they're not sick. Oh, they're sick, all right. Sluggish, groggy, listless. We thought with the health of the brood compromised, we could finally mount an assault on the main nest. <laughs> if only we knew. Knew what? One of those little jeckers sneezed. And it was adorable. Adorable? Seriously? I know how it sounds. On a normal day, those toothy monstrosities take the very concept of adorable, disembowel it, and then slurp up the entrails of adorable corpse like spaghetti a la carinaria. But that sneeze was... It was like when a kitten sneezes. No. It was... It was more like a turtle sneeze. You're delirious, Rusty. There's no such thing as a turtle sneeze. Oh, no, I had a turtle back when I was a kid on Davos. Her name was Truffle S. Turtle. And one, one time I forgot to clean her tank and, and she got sick. Uh, I'm telling you, Rusty, 
turtles don't sneeze. Anything with nostrils can sneeze. Oh. It's all right, man. You're right. Turtles can sneeze, man. Turtles can sneeze. So, uh, this probably isn't the best time, but, well, your, your job seems pretty stressful. If you ever need to step away for a moment and decompress, uh, you know, everyone needs someone to listen oh, no. to them. Come on, sometimes. Russ, stay with me, Ooh, man. Sports. Stay uh, with me. Damn it, where the hell is that net? Stop. We need something to cauterize the wound. I'm on it, Sarge. Wait, I, I can help. I've got a hot plate in my room, and she's gone. Truffle, is that you? Girl, I'm sorry I let your tank get dirty, Truffle. Oh, I'm so sorry. Stay away from the turtle, Rusty. Leave that turtle alone and stay with me. Come on. Oh, girl, let's go in the backyard and, uh, and look for Salamander. No! Did he just... Oh, wow. Let him go, Brick. For sanitation. He knew what he signed up for. I've never seen someone die before. I'm gonna get those sons of bitches for you, Rusty. I'm gonna frag every last one of them. Brick, don't be a fool. They're all over down there. They'll tear into you like a fresh, buttery croissant. For Rusty! Brick! Return to your post! That is an order! Brick! I see one, Sarge! Prepare to get fragged, you flotten piece of... Aww. I, I, I can't do it. I, I know this scum killed Rusty, but all I can think of is that goddamn turtle. Get out of there, Brick. Just hold your weapon steady and back away. Wait, it's, it's looking up at me. I think it wants lettuce. Brick! Ah! It doesn't want lettuce! It doesn't want lettuce! Brick! You poor dumb bastard! Why didn't you turn back? Why does this never get easier? Why? Well, this has been... Uh, I, I should probably go. I found a first aid kit. Well, we could use a flamethrower to heat up. Oh, God, Rusty, I'm too late. There's nothing you could do, Race, except get here faster with that kid. Uh, well, there's nothing left in here but one latex glove and a space blanket, so you did all you could. Where the hell is Brick? He lost his flooded mind, went in alone to avenge Rusty. Brick, hold your ground. I'm coming for you. Too late, Race. Thank God! Brick! Rust! God, this never gets easier! I know, right? I, I'm just gonna... So, yeah, I'm, I'm leaving now. I really need to process everything I've just seen, and... Well, you guys could probably use some uh, uh, grieving time, or... Yeah. But it was good talking to you. Uh, Stella, was it? I, I, I'm John, by the way. John B, if you ever do. Yeah, yeah, you're busy. Okay. Althar? How you doing, buddy? Still, uh, ugh. still secreting, I see. Yes, these secretions continue unabated. Althar is very much apologizing. It brings Althar great upset to cause the perturbation of friend John. It's all right, Althar. Don't worry about me. You just focus on getting better, okay? <laughs> How are the uh, secondary symptoms? Ah, uh, there, Althar is happy to have.
No defensive gases have emerged from Alpha for the past standard hour. Ordinary respiratory gases only. Well, that is good news. So, do you think you're starting to recover? It is much to be hoped. But it is possible that Alpha's gaseous reserves have merely been depleted and must replenish themselves before the expulsions can be resumed. Well, if we're lucky, it won't come to that. Anyway, I got you some stuff that might help. At least, it's what we humans eat to feel better when we're sick. I don't know if it'll work on an Iltorian, but I checked the is this poison to that species thingy, and it won't kill you or anything. I figure it's worth a shot. Hey, uh, don't you dare, Althar. You just stay in bed, okay? I'm gonna rig up a little delivery device. Just loop this around the handle, and... Uh, all right, Althar, here it is. Can you reach it? Oh, joy and wonder! Friend John has woven Althar a basket! Althar is filled with gratitude and appreciation! Friend John, Althar is not sure how to consume the basket. Could French John provide instruction? Will Althar need specialized utensils? Uh, no, look in the basket, Althar. Take the basket off the broom handle and look inside. Ah, now Althar is seeing. The small pungent tub of sauce is meant to be poured on the basket, yes? And thus it is rendered edible. No, don't. Nothing about the basket is edible. You can just ignore the basket, okay, Althar? That tub is what you're supposed to eat. Oh, wait, no, don't eat the tub. I mean, the stuff in the tub. Uh, it's not sauce, it's soup. That's what we eat when we're sick. Human style, old fashioned, health restoring, chicken soup. Ah, soup. Yes, this is found in the cuisines of many peoples, but this is the first time Althar is encountering human soup in the person. Well, there you go. Back home, whenever I was sick, my mom would make me a bowl of chicken soup. I mean, she didn't make it, it came in the can, but she heated it up on the stovetop instead of the microwave, which was kind of nice. And now Fred John is providing the nurturing for Alpha, as the human parent does for their young? Alpha is overcome with tenderness and the devotions of Fred John! Oh, no need to cry, Althar, please. It's not a big deal, really. Yeah, you should eat the soup before it gets cold. There's a spoon there that you can use. Do you see it? It is the biggest of deals to Althar, friend John. But Althar will follow instruction. Oh, by the virtuous Wimbledon! Oh, sorry. Is it too hot, or...? Oh, apologies, friend John. Althar... Perhaps did not give the soup enough time to linger on Althar's flavor receptors. Althar will try again. Yes, Kelby Savendorot! It is not improved by the lingering. It, is something wrong with the soup, Althar? Oh, 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 Althar has been ungracious. Althar would never wish to hurt the feelings. 
Everything's a friend, John. That, that's okay, Althar. Uh, listen, your secretions seem to be. Friend, John, worked so strenuously to make this tub of ailment for Althar. Is this stuff supposed to boil after a certain point? Althar will not let friend John's efforts be in vanity. None of the swoop of nurturing will be wasted by Althar. <laughs> Althar will persevere! Althar, really, it's fine. You don't need to finish the soup if you don't like it. Uh, something super weird is happening out here, okay? And I need you to tell me... Oh my gods and monsters! What are those? Althar does not understand the question! What is French John seeing? I'm not sure, but I think your secretions just... hatched? There are these things coming out. Are they parasites? Is this a secondary symptom? <laughs> it's spawning from Althar's protective secretions? This is a thing unheard of by Althar. But it is true that Althar is no expert in medicine. <laughs> Can French John make more description, please? They look like... like tadpoles, maybe? But with these skinny little arms and legs, which they're using to crawl everywhere! Oh, gods! Fascination! Alpha must send a report of this to the Italian Society of Chirurgians when he's home. Yeah, okay, we need to stop this. It didn't start until you ate the soup. I think that might be what's causing it. Uh, don't eat any more until we figure this out, okay? <laughs> I really didn't. I promise. It's from Winklebeats. I just heated it up. I didn't even use a stovetop. But Alvar must honor the labors of Fred John. Distress. Oh, saltines. I also brought you some saltines. Honor me by eating the saltines. Fred John has also cooked these saltines for Alvar. If it'll make you eat them, then yes, Arthur, I cooked the saltines. Now, for the love of the pantheon of your choice, I am begging you, Please stop eating the soup! Alvar is sorry! Alvar will follow the instruction of Friend John. <laughs> Great infernos of Incendion! They're burning! What happened? They're so tins! They sear Alvar's membranes! Alvar must consume more soap to quell the mouth flames! <laughs> Disgusting! No! Alvar cannot endure the taste of soup on his membranes. It must be scourged with the fires of saltines! Ah! Permission! Alvar thinks he prefers the horrors of the soup to this! Ah! Alvar does not! Alvar will try a smaller portion of saltine! Stop eating, Althar! But Althar must fully experience the human nurture foods! Althar will attempt the simultaneous consumption of soup and saltine! Surely this will cause less mortification of the membranes! <laughs> this has been Althar's worst assumption yet! Oh, lamentation and torment! Restored Althar's 
most defensive expulsion research. Uh, HF, hang on a second, I can't hear. Althar, I can't stay, I have to get back to work. So just, just hang in there, buddy. We'll figure this out. One more time for Delilah Mallory and the Karaoke-O-Matic. Yeah, here at the Electric Egg, the only things that are sick are these beats. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so, uh, so hey, don't forget to tell your friends that our two-for-one lean special will continue all plague long. That's gotta be worth pulling their alien carcasses out of bed for, right? Right? So come on, tell them to bring the whole family, bring the kids. Here in the baronetcy of Kendifa, the drinking age is three and a half. Let them live a little. I mean, if there's anything we should take away from this disaster, it's that life is short, yeah? Either drink up and have fun, or leave a good looking corpse. And who wants that? And we'll be back in 15, folks. Chip, will you fool out already? People are here to relax and forget about the crazy snest going on out there. They don't need you to vomit it all back in their faces. You're right, Dee. Sorry, you're right. I need to relax. Why worry about anything? Who cares if the fairgrounds is turning into a giant floating plague pit and the tourist trade is dried up worse than the Sabea? Ah, streets, I'm gonna go broke. I'm gonna end up sleeping in the stockroom with the busboys. I'll never be able to put my kids through college. You don't have any kids. I know! I'm gonna die alone! Oh my god, I've wasted my life! Ah. Thanks, Dee. Sure, but next time I'm not gonna be so gentle. Don't fall apart on me, Chip. Here, look. A whole crew of grief-stricken sanitation grunts just stumbled in. You know how they put back the whiskey when they're in mourning. It's gonna be fine. Just get it together. Right. Thanks. Hey there, folks. The Electric Egg is always here to support our heroes in sanitation. Can I start you off with a round of bereavement? Hey, Chip, I'm all finished. You should be getting ginger ale, no problem. Chip? Alrighty then, I guess I'll just... Oh, hey, Dee. Is Chip okay? He hasn't caught that disease, has he? No, but he's not exactly coping with everyone else having it. He's wound pretty tight on a good day. I don't know how long we can keep this place running with just the two of us humans before he snaps. If he makes it through this plague in one piece, he's gonna need a long zero-gravity spa day. I think we all will. Seems like every alien and robot on the fairgrounds has this thing. How's Stops doing? Uh, not great. All right, Charo. We'll start with a harpsichord intro in 7-8, and then bring it right into the spoon solo like we did in rehearsal. Stops. I told you to stay in bed. You're not well. No way, Nolan Cook. I told you leave the maracas and goat noises for the coda. Do you want to vaunch the integrity of the number? Who's he talking to? <sighs> yeah, he's been hallucinating pretty hard. I mean, that's nothing new, but normally he can tell drug reel from real reel, no problem. This thing, though... He's been talking to thin air for a couple of cycles now. Stops, buddy. 
I told you I've got this. We'll rehearse later, okay? But you I got- don't need you neutering my creative legacy, man. Do you think any of the greats let a little sniffles out there making beautiful noise paintings? No, no, no. Tell her, Orlando Gibbons. Stops, this isn't going to work. You need to rest. You, all of you, should get back to bed. Come on. D. Oh, D. How can you stab me in the dorsal plate like this? I gotta go out there, D. I gotta share these tunes with the world. I'm on fire. Because you have a fever of 130. Okay, I didn't want to do this, but you leave me no choice. Come on. Get your hands off me, human. You can't defeat me. I've got too many arms. Look at them. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Look at them. Ooh. Ooh, man. Come on. Hey. Where are you taking me? Kristen Hirsch! Johnny Lunchbox! Help me! No! I gotta get on that stage. The children. I gotta educate them. What? I don't know if this day can get any weirder. As wolves in packs, the brats do run. Ah! Frawl. Wait, what? Earth boy. Meatbot, heed me. The cause is not less than zero. It must be singled out. Do not gad about like a playboy while chaos sits pretty in pink. I... okay... This is no time for a weekend at Bernie's. Heaven help us. Pestilence runs like fresh horses, and you stand about like a mannequin. Frawl, are you trying to tell me something? Anything but love! Hey, John. I tell you, I don't like death as a concept or a practice, but I do love how the mourning process brings out the thirst in people. How about you? You need a drink? And how. I'm still on shift, though, so a virgin note of destiny heavy on the pomegranate? No problem. Anything to go with that? No thanks. Unless you've got an Iltorian medical textbook stashed back there. Althar's got it, too. I am so sorry, man. That's gotta be... An unimaginable eldritch nightmare. Yep. Wow. Well, has he tried a restorative glass of brandy? Brandy? How could that possibly help? Well, it's like I always say, if it was good enough for Scott of the Antarctic, it's gotta be good enough for the fairgrounds. I have literally never heard you or anybody else say that. John, I'm facing bankruptcy and a nervous breakdown here. Do me a solid and buy a brandy. Am I allowed to carry it out of the bar? It's a plague, John. No one cares. Buy the flooding brandy! Attention, all organic fairground residents. This is Mary Malamgott, speaker from the HEC Office of Food Safety. It has come to my attention that some of your groping miscreants have been repeatedly shoving food into your mouths and swallowing it. This is an unacceptable choking hazard. So until a lot of you gong beans can learn how to behave like responsible food owners, all kitchens and groceries will be closed for your protection. Oh, and hand me a few bomb cutters by the boils of St. Captain, or have your goods for garters. Arthur, I'm back. How are you doing? Any better? Alas, friend John, Arthur has finally finished the soup and saltines. But 
Alpha sickness continues without diminution. As do Alpha's secondary symptoms. Oh, tribulation. Sorry, buddy. But it hasn't gotten worse, though, right? No new symptoms? Oh, no, French John, it is as before. All that has changed are Althar's maxillae, which are slightly blistered from the saltines, and the secretionlings, which have dispersed and found places of comfort throughout the living quarters. The secretionlings? You mean those weird tadpole thingies that came out of your snot? Correct, French John. Alpha does not know the proper name for such beings, but they are somehow the offspring of Alpha, not so? Alpha is not sure how they are to be cared for, but Alpha will manage somehow. <laughs> Although Alpha had planned to postpone reproduction until his human cultural studies had made much more of the progress. Alpha's ovipositors will not even come in for many decades. Well, it looks like most of the things are gone anyway. Ah! Never mind! They're still here, they're just clinging to the ceilings now, ready to land on me. Yay. Indeed, Elthar's secretionlings are quite curious in exploring the world around them, much like their progenitor. Yeah, we're gonna need to burn that couch. Anyway, Elthar, I brought something else you can try, another traditional human remedy. It may be a long shot, but- Such solicitude from friend, John. Elthar is very grateful. Alpha must now become able-bodied again, not only for his own sake, but to see to the raising of his many ill-spawn. Right, that's... that's important. Just hang tight, I'm gonna have to figure out a way to get this glass to you. I don't think the basket's gonna cut it. The patience of friend John is of much inspiration to Alpha. Alpha asks friend John only to have caution for Alpha's progeny as he approaches. No, I'm definitely not getting anywhere near them. My shoes are already... Oh, oh, sorry. Oh, what's happening, Althar? Forgiveness, friend John, for Althar's inadequate explaining. Althar has discovered that his flim-spring-sherry bond of sympathetic sensibility, whatever Althar feels, it seems Althar's small ones feel also, and... Now, Althar has learned that the reverse is also true. <laughs> Progress. Oh my god. I'm so sorry, Althar. It, uh, it won't happen again, okay? I promise. Alright, I made it to the door, so... Uh, hang on. Althar, I probably should have asked you first. Have you had alcohol before? Is it safe for Eltorians? Oh, yes. Althar has had imbibitions with many of the galaxy's various life forms capable of digesting recreational ethanol. From the citrine cordials of our Leonis to the traditional stalag ales of the Trappist system, Althar has quaffed much lean. In truth, Althar once came close to committing a great embarrassment in front of the Torian Grand Wazoo after a few too many Adebran slammers. But of human intoxicants, Althar has had very little. Other has enjoyed very much the Frenet Branca. Do you think you might be able to handle a brandy? Other is not certain. If it is no stronger than the Magmatides of Mebsuta, Other believes it will be uninjurious. I'm pretty sure those can kill a human just from being in the same room, so I think we're good. Other, I have here for you a genuine Earth brandy. No! Oh, Fred John has. 
traditional human gesture of camaraderie. Alpha is so touched by this offering that Alpha thinks he may cry. <laughs> oh, 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 God. Uh, Alpha, it's okay. It's not a big deal, really. You can get me one next time. Uh, please don't cry, okay? Just drink the brandy. Oh, yes, friend John. Alpha will get the next round. It is a promise. So, how do you feel? Alpha feels fine. Fine? So, no worse. Even better, friend John. Alpha believes a recovery may be commencing. The brandy is success! Oh, that's great, Althar. I'm so happy uh, for you. Ah, Althar was perhaps premature in his speaking. Why? What's wrong? Are you... <laughs> uh, Althar? Althar is sorry to say that the brandy is not success. The brandy has removed itself from the interior of Alfar. It now covers the interior of the door. Well, at least it's the door and not me that's covered in Eltorian spew. Thanks, door. Good job. And now the door is smoking. Come on, door. Stop that. Ah, Friday John. Alfar must warn that the Eltorian stomach experiment is of a great acidity. It is Unlikely that a door of human construction is of a strongness to withstand it. And Alpha is too weak to make concealment of himself if the dissolvement of the door should expose Alpha to the sight of Fred John. Oh, woe and dejection! <laughs> oh, no, 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 no! I give up! Everything I try makes things worse and weirder and more disgusting, and I don't know what to do anymore. The carpet is covered in slime. Slime that's sprouting tiny telepathic tadpole slug lizards. It smells like a boiled cabbage and a burning tire went on a hike through the Florida Everglades. And if that wasn't enough, the last barrier of protection between me and the Notorian on turbo gross-out mode just melted. Melted and disappeared. I didn't even know doors could do that. Doors shouldn't do that. This has to be a bad dream. Yes, this is definitely a nightmare because there is no way reality could be this cruel. Not even to me. Alpha is sensing frustration. I'm, I'm sorry, Althar. It's just, this has been a hell of a day. I am really at the end of my rope here. Alvar will procure more rooms for friend John. Alvar can use his express shipping option. What cordage is required? Does friend John prefer hemp or jute? Alvar wishes very much to repay the kindness of friend John. Oh, Althar, no, that won't help. I'm sorry. I just wish I knew how to get you feeling better instead of making things worse. But I guess that's just my luck, huh? Have you tried a fucker side? Ah! What? Oh, it's just you, Mrs. F. I didn't hear you come in. Wow. Are, are you okay? You look a little... A little what, dear boy? A little like a compost heap lettuce head? Oh, I'm all sorts of out of sorts, Johnny. I... 
I've got a terrible blight down here, and and this awful mildew up here, and oh, don't even look at my rhizome. I'm so embarrassed. You know, I, I don't mean to be too critical of Commander Toriana. She does her best, you know, but the levels of humidity on this ship are simply unbearable. I'm surprised I hadn't gone to rot sooner. My stomata are all stuffed full as a blurk and yellow sorrel pod at harvest time. But <coughs> just try explaining that to someone who can't look past their own core date privilege to walk a mile in my roots. I'm sorry you're not feeling well. Did you say you had some advice for Althar? Uh, what? Oh, yes, uh, a copper-based fungicide. That should do the trick. Now you want to apply it every day for seven days after a heavy rain. Remember, spray at the base, my boy. Not the leaves, the base. So, uh, oh yes, yes, seven days. And at the beginning of the next growing season, be sure to lay in some fresh mulch into your garden beds. Don't be stingy, boy. Spring for the all-natural organic guy. You only get out what you put in, as they say. Thanks for that, Mrs. F. Although, I don't know how much it'll help since I don't have a garden bed. And it doesn't rain in here. Well, except that one time, but that was more of a sprinkler malfunction. And also, Althar is not a plant, so... There you go again. Only seeing things from a mammalian point of view. Friend John, Alpha wishes to make again the apology. It is a great sorrow to Alpha that his frailty should cause the annoyance to his dear friend and roommate. Oh, no, Althar, you don't have to apologize. I'm sorry for losing my temper. I'll be fine. But Fred John has worked so very hard all day to alleviate Althar's affliction. And Althar has caused only hardship to Fred John. <laughs> Althar, I said it's okay. You don't... <sighs> fine. Go ahead. Have yourself a cry, buddy. Oh, the poor dear. Maybe a cadmium sustenate would be better instead. Hey, what are you doing? This is a private apartment. Oh, it's you, and... Good afternoon. It is I, Andrew McCarthy Bot. Sorry for overriding your door controls, but I was given an emergency order to summon you, John B., to the bridge. Apparently, you haven't been answering your pager for the last 20 minutes. Mr. Fornis also asked me to remind you that you'll be docked 50 credits for not having your convenient carry WSS pagematic on your person. End of message. What? Of course I'm wearing my pager. Look at this thing. How could you miss it? Oh, hey, look at all those messages. Crap. I guess I couldn't hear it ringing over Althar's little bundles of whatever. Okay, I better get down there. Thanks, Andrew McCarthy Bot. Not a problem. It's what I, the artificial likeness of late 20th century hardthrob Andrew McCarthy, am proud to be programmed to do. Uh-huh. Neat. By the way, I really am a big fan of Mannequin. I watched it a lot during my first month on the fairgrounds. One might say that I watched it a little too much, but it really helped me get through those lonely days. Oh. Yeah. Mannequin. 
You know, the movie from the Earth 1980s that your human counterpart started? Oh yes, 1987's Mannequin, directed by Howard Deutsch, was most certainly a film that Andrew McCarthy, the originator of My Likeness, started. Featuring Kim Cattrall, James Spader, the always hilarious Estelle Getty, and a scene-stealing turn from Maysock Taylor as Hollywood Montrose. Although not beloved by critics, the film won over the hearts of American audiences, and its box office earnings nearly set-tuppled the film's original $6 million budget. That was informative. I guess they just left all that old stuff in your memory when they reprogrammed you bots, huh? That's correct, John. My memory banks are still teeming with a wealth of information about the career of Andrew McCarthy, since I was originally built to share those fascinating tidbits with visitors to the fairgrounds. Anyway, I've got a backlog of 489,772 tasks to be getting on with, but feel free to contact me in the future if you ever want to know any more about the filmography of Andrew McCarthy as told by me, Andrew McCarthy Bot. Oh, what a nice young bot! Why, I could see him getting off this space station and making a considerable living on New Hollywood. <clears throat> He's so innocuously likable. You may be right, Mrs. F., although that robot doesn't really act like the human Andrew McCarthy I remember from Mannequin, or the other films I've seen him in, like Weekend at Bernie's, Heaven Help Us, Fresh Horses, or... Anything but love. Ah! Why can't anyone here use a freaking doorbell? Absorb the information juice with your ear sponges, corporeals. The source of this calamity buried in dirty love has to be singled out. Any more idling with a playboy's disinterest, and all of us, including John Tucker, must die. Who? Wait, hang on. Singled out? Playboy, Frawl, are you trying to tell us- I have no mouth, and yet I must scream! Three! Does Elvar hear Lieutenant Frawl in the Room of Living? Elvar regrets that he cannot perform the hosting duties due to sickness. Would Frawl perhaps enjoy the remainder of Elvar's Earth Brandy? They're already gone, Althar, but I think I've finally figured out what they were talking about. I need to check Hecknet to be sure, but if I'm right, then I may have found the source of this disease. Oh, the cleverness of friend John is great indeed. How exciting. I must report this to Althar and John B. We're right here, Mrs. F. Where are you? And she's gone. Okay. Welcome to Hecknet, your full-service guide to everything in the fairgrounds. Okay, the Galactic Audiovisual Database should have what I need. Let's see. I want to search movies and television. Limit by origin, Earth, USA, and years 1980 to 2015. That should do it. Now I just need one more thing. Oh, no way, Mindy. WSS only does three things. You know that. You got a problem with that? You can send a letter to corporate to the next dispatch and ask to renegotiate the contract. But I can tell you what the answer's gonna be. Oh, for... You're as bad as the robots. Listen, I barely have enough healthy human crew members to keep us stabilized. I need all hands on deck here. And WSS is at 100% staff levels. That's because there's only two of us. Okay, I can see you're in trouble. But we're civilians, you can't just order us around. 
Anyway, the bots aren't going to be out of commission forever, and you know what they'd do if they found out we've been taking over their jobs. They tear us apart! That's exactly what the vacuum of space is going to do if we can't keep up the maintenance schedule on this hunk of galactic flotsam. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few, HF. Yeah, but the few is only two of us! Uh, hello? The door is locked. Request permission to uh, board? Mr. B, good. I have a list of repairs for you. Don't you dare, B. You're a civilian subcontractor and you've got your rights. Mindy, don't push me. This kind of shenanigans is exactly how the War of 1812 got started. Uh, it's okay, HF. I actually want to talk to the commander. I think I've stumbled on something important she should know about. I'm a little busy trying to keep us all breathing, Mr. B. What something could be more important than that? The cause of the disease? Great Jones, somebody get that door open! Ensign, keep the mob away from him. Thanks, Commander. Things are pretty intense out there. God, look at him! The disease has finally made the jump to humans. We're doomed! No, Mwangi, that's the way he always looks. So, Mr. B, what have you found? And why is Andrew McCarthy bought with you? Uh, he called me a few minutes ago and asked me to meet him on the bridge. I, being the robot version of Andrew McCarthy, could not help but comply with good-natured affability. Thank you, McCarthy-bot. I just wanted to ask you a few questions, if you don't mind. Of course I don't mind. I'm programmed to be of service no matter how mundane a task. Great. So, I understand that when the Historobots were assembled, they were programmed with all the information available about the lives of the people they were based on. Correct. Our engineers wanted us to give as authentic an impression as technology would allow. So, you know pretty much everything there is to know about the original Andrew McCarthy? Not just his film and TV work, but interviews and so on. You were programmed to react the way he would to questions about his life. Would you mind if I asked you a few questions? Of course. I, Andrew McCarthy, bought him here to assist. But are you sure we have time for such an exercise? I'd hate for life support to fail while I was down here sharing details about the life and times of Andrew McCarthy, fascinating though they may be. Indulge me. You were in St. Elmo's Fire, correct? Ah, yes. 1985 St. Elmo's Fire, directed by Joel Schumacher. St. Elmo's Fire is a coming-of-age drama about seven friends struggling with life after college. That's an accurate summary. So tell me, what was your favorite scene to film? The, the the fire scene. It was very exciting. I did all my own stunts on that one. Okay. And how did you feel about your Pretty in Pink co-star, Molly Ringwald? I thought that that pink was a rather flattering color on her. She did indeed look quite pretty in it. Mm-hmm. Of course she did. One more question. How did you enjoy working with Barbara Walters. Oh, you mean Mommy Dearest? She was a nightmare. I've never heard a woman yell like that before. And the wild accusations I had to put up with? Not that that control freak Whitby Goldberg was any better. I mean, would it have killed her to let someone else have the floor once in a while? And that, ladies and gentlemen, proves my theory. What? That Whoopi Goldberg ruled her domain with an iron fist? Everybody knows that. Commander Toriana, I want you to take a look at these two lists. This one is a complete summary of Andrew McCarthy's career, and this one, that of Barbara Walters. Now, Commander, may I ask you to peruse each of the sections I highlighted, the ones covering the years 1983 through 2014. We really don't have time for whatever game of Earth pop culture courtroom drama you're trying to play here, John. 
just hold the two wrists next to each other and give them a look over. I swear there's a point to all this. Now, what do these two wrists have in common? Well, it looks like absolutely nothing. Congratulations on wasting my time. No, don't you see? Andrew McCarthybot seems to believe that his human doppelganger worked with Barbara Walters during his lifetime, yet these two lists clearly show that between the years 1983, when McCarthy began his film career, and 2014, when Walters retired from television, they never appeared in a single motion picture, television show, miniseries, or commercial together. <gasps> so my engineers made a programming error. What does that prove? Yes, what does that prove, John? Why, what does it prove? On its own, absolutely nothing. But what about this? What's that? Commander Toriana, if it pleases the court. This isn't a court, John. I would like to submit into evidence the invoice for the initial delivery of Historobots to the fairgrounds. You're just going to ride this shuttle all the way to the end of the line, aren't you? All right. What damning piece of information am I supposed to be looking for? Just look at the male surnames beginning with M. Matisse bot, comma Henri, Mazursky bot, comma Paul, McCallum bot, comma David, McCartney bot, comma Paul. Huh. That's odd. And just what do you find odd, Commander? Andrew McCarthy bot isn't listed in the inventory. Isn't listed in the inventory! According to this official document, there should be no robotic likeness of Andrew McCarthy on this station. And yet, as I live and breathe, here stands an Andrew McCarthy bot. Nuts, bolts and all. Now, how do you explain something like that? Pro probably, probably it's a typo. Yeah, I mean, could you create a robotic simulation of every important figure in human history and not include Andrew McCarthy? That would be absurd. Perhaps so, young bot. Perhaps so. However, I would like, if it pleases the court... Still not a court. ...to submit into evidence one more CV of a certain human actor from the relevant period. Commander, if you would peruse the year 2013... Ye gods! Ladies and gentlemen, I may be just a simple maintenance subcontractor, but even I can see that something in this situation stinks worse than a garbage masher of a Persephonean family after a traitor in Nueviera gone horribly awry. If there's supposed to be no Andrew McCarthy about aboard this orbital caravansary, then who, I ask you who, is this automaton supposed to be? Automaton? Are you going to let him use that kind of language, Commander? You can rest assured I'll be filing a formal complaint with the Union after this. Fortunately, there's a simple way to get to the bottom of this. Mr. Fornis, a T5 electric screwdriver and a set of phasing pliers, if you please. Sure, here you go. Stop! Stop this! You're making a big mistake! Security, restrain that bot! All right, buddy. Just hold, hold still. I get, get, get your mean mittens off of me. I'm Andrew McCarthy bot, I tell you. Heartthrob for the decade of greed. I was in the Brat Pack, damn it. The Brat Pack. What are you, what are you doing back there, John? Stop it. Whatever you're doing, stop it. No, no, not that wire. No, no, no! And that should do it. You stupid flash sack. What have you done to me? That. Yes, that is his bot's true voice as originally programmed. Originally? So that means... It all adds up. Everyone, I would like to introduce y'all to Jenny McCarthy Bot. <gasps> oh, 
Eat my fart, skin monkeys! But why? And how? And also, what does this have to do with anything? Well, that's as simple as falling off a greasy log backwards. You see, Fred... <clears throat> Uh, see, Frawl had been trying to tell me something all day, but it sounded a lot like nonsense at first. Frawl? Brooks and Dunn? Yeah, sure, Frawl. Brooks and Dunn. I didn't realize until later that Frawl was actually giving me clues. They must have known, or sensed, that I spent a lot of my first months here watching John Hughes movies on an endless loop, and thus, I was the only one on the fairgrounds with enough knowledge of 1980s teen pop culture ephemera to see through McCarthy Bot's disguise. And according to this document, Jenny McCarthy spent a short-lived and acrimonious stint on popular daytime talk show The View, where she shared hosting duties with both Barbara Walters and Whoopi Goldberg in the year 2013. Shared? Huh. I barely got a word in edgewise. Okay, but why the disguise? And what does any of this have to do with our current health crisis? Oh, I'll tell you why. No use trying to hide anymore. Part of the refurb process of converting us Historobots into maintenance workers was the installation of antivirus software to protect us, they claimed, so we could connect to the station's network. That was the official story, anyway. But of course, I knew the truth. They were going to use that software to inhibit our personality-derived behavior replicators and turn us into docile slaves. Is any of that true? Of course not. It's just a myth. A cockamamie story made up by an unscrupulous developer bot who was trying to hawk his own pricey debugging subroutines. The whole thing got busted wide open a few years later. Even got him kicked out of the robot union. But the story just won't die. But, because all the Historobots were programmed to mimic the personalities of the real-life people they were meant to portray, Jenny McCarthy bot believed it to be true. That's right! I read about a small but dangerous cult of pre-contact humans who tirelessly dedicated themselves to spreading anti-science propaganda, and Jenny McCarthy was one of their most influential members. They were called... Oh, damn it. I can't remember. Oh, what were they called? Idiots? Idiots! That's right. They were idiots. And Jenny McCarthy was queen of those idiots. Oh, you call me that now, but you just wait until your programming breaks down and you start performing operations in a non-standard order. A non-standard order, I tell you! It's a fate worse than death! So... To avoid being brought in by the refurb crews for an antivirus update, Jenny McCarthy bot somehow hijacked the repair systems and rebuilt her exterior. And she's been living as Andrew McCarthy bot ever since? Not quite. I initially disguised myself as Melissa McCarthy Bot, then Cormac McCarthy Bot, then a surprising number of Kevin McCarthy Bots. But in the end, the Andrew McCarthy Bot guys proved to best serve my purposes, since Andrew McCarthy was just bland enough to not raise any suspicions. I mean, we can all remember the movies that Andrew McCarthy was in, but can anyone remember anything he ever did or said? And that's why Andrew McCarthy Bot wasn't on the invoice, and how Jenny McCarthy Bot slipped by unnoticed for years. Well, that was a gripping tale of intrigue and buffoonery, but what in the void does Andrew or Jenny or whatever McCarthy Bot have to do with this bout of pestilence? I see it now, Captain. As I mentioned, cross-contamination between organic and inorganic beings is rare, but not unknown. Particularly fast-mutating viruses can change to such extremes that they do manage to infect an organic host. And with a virus as volatile as this one, 
if McCarthy bot's been carrying it around for 50 years since her original construction, well, it was only a matter of time. Thank you, Doctor. Yes, Jenny McCarthy bot was a carrier of such a virus, but did not suffer any of the symptoms. She was kind of a typhoid Mary, if you will. Wait, typhoid Mary bot's in on this too? Well, finally we're making some progress. Security. Take this bot down to IT for a full system scan and debugging immediately. And have them do a persona reboot once we're sure we've got the virus eliminated. I don't want any repeats of this catastrophe the next time she gets some absurd conspiracy theory lodged in her processors. Let's go, ma'am. You think you can keep Jenny McCarthy bot down? I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Bacon grease on fire in the kitchens of Yard 14. I watched vent biters scuttle in the dark near the central promenade. All these moments will be... There's one thing I don't get. This virus Jenny McCarthy bot was carrying was so contagious, it spread to nearly every organic and mechanical being on station. Why weren't any of the humans affected? My best guess is that when humans were doing the refurbs and maintenance on the robots, they must have caught an earlier, less dangerous form of the virus and built up a resistance. Basically, Jenny McCarthy bot inadvertently vaccinated all of the humans herself. I'll have to make sure to be there when somebody tells her that. And Frawl figured this out all on their own. Well, Frawl gave me some hints, but I'm the one that... Frawl, you're incredible! Even in your incapacitated state, you managed to save all our lives. Thanks to Frawl, we'll be able to synthesize a cure. You've saved the fairgrounds, you incorporeal wonderkind. You're a hero. I'd like to peace. So I was actually the one who figured everything out? Frawl just... Let's hear it for Frawl, everybody. Yay! The one true savior of the fairgrounds. But, but I'm the one true savior. I'm the one who figured everything out. I, I oh, screw it. All sentience, your attention, please. This is Dr. Lacerda in Xenobiology. We are happy to announce that our cure rate for McCarthy's malady is now approaching 98%. For those of you still suffering from lingering symptoms, we thank you for your patience. And on a personal note, I'd like to extend a hearty thanks to everyone in the Dalit 3 Med Center for their support during this crisis and for the charming porcelain drool cup that got us all through this trying time. Hey, Althar, I'm home. Ah, Frenchan, one moment, please. Althar is repositioning himself behind the curtain of privacy. Althar is concealed, Frenchan. Please enter in comfort. Thanks. Oh, wow. The place looks great. Althar is John is content with the cleanliness of the room of living. Althar has labored ever since friend John left for his work cycle to remove the remnants of his secretions, and also to fumigate the malodor of Althar's defensive expulsions. A full day for Althar. You did a really great job, thanks. Uh, what about your uh, slime babies? Ah, yes. 
It is with some sadness that Elthar must announce the passing of Elthar's ailment cubs. The cure eliminated them as surely as it did Elthar's other symptoms. Oh, sorry about that. But maybe it's for the best. Taking care of all those things seemed like it would be a pretty big commitment. This is true, friend John. Elthar would have been much distracted from his studies. But it is unfortunate that Elthar felt the miserable demise of each of his snot mites as if Elthar were expiring along with them. Oh, no. That sounds awful, Elthar. I'm so sorry. Elthar does not dwell on it. But please tell Elthar how was the day of friend John? Are the many peoples of the fairgrounds well and happy again? Happy? I should say not! No. Hi, Mrs. F. Hey, remember how we talked about using the doorbell? No, don't fuss at me, Johnny. I've had the most trying day. I may be sound body now, dear boy, but my mind is another thing entirely. That robotic numbulb has been hassling me to no end, and I'm just about at the end of my roots. You mean the new Joseph McCarthy bot? The very same! First he throws a fit unless I refer to him as Senator. Senator of what, I ask you? He's not a senator of any government I recognize. And on top of all that, he's constantly accusing me of being a spy! Me! A spy! Can you imagine anything more absurd? I really can't, Mrs. F. Maybe McCarthybot just needs some time to get settled in with his new persona, and then he'll calm down. He'd better, or I may have to report his behavior to the Fugulnari Consulate. A spy. Honestly, could you imagine? It appears that the fairgrounds has restored its normal operating friend, John. Elvar is content. Yeah, looks like things are finally back to normal around... Uh, <coughs> oh, crap. Oh, Elvar will fetch the saltines. You've been listening to Life with Althar, Episode 7. This episode was written by Amanda Lapergola for Gemini Collision Works and starred John Amir as John B., Eli Ganeas as HF, Barrett Johnson as Althar, Ivana Cullinan as Commander Toriana, Alyssa Simon as Lieutenant Commander Frawl, Chris Lee as Chip Frinkle, Zuri Washington as D, Derek Peterson as Stops, and Amanda Lapergola as Mrs. Frondranax, and also featured Ian W. Hill, Lex Friedman, Leela Okafor, Philip Cruz, Linus Gelber, Fred Backus, Anna Stefanik, Jessica Stoya, and Olivia Baseman. Life with Althar was created by Barrett Johnson and Ian W. Hill. Barrett is the supervising producer, showrunner, and script supervisor. Ian is the audio producer, sound designer, and technical supervisor. The writer's room consists of Barrett, Ian, John, Amanda, Chris, Philip, Lex, and Linus. Theme and interstitial music composed and performed by Anna Stefanik. Life with Althar logo and illustration by Dean Aspiel. Library music and sound effects licensed from Storyblocks. The entire production is copyright 2019 Gemini Collision Works. We'll be back in two weeks with another tale from the fairgrounds. But until then, let's catch up with those bold, dashing heroes of sanitation as they solemnly mourn their fallen brethren at the Electric Egg. To Rusty! Folks, need another round? Here at the Egg, we're always ready with liquid consolation for the fairgrounds bravest!
Libras, I mean like ultra badass, there's a human, right? There's a human on station who's living with an Ildorian like every day. He just in the same apartment with that is brave. You mean John B? Mm, maybe. Is that you know him? Sure, he's in here all the time. Works for WSS. Nice guy. Kind of a Jonah, but wait, WSS? Like, like that weirdo who was hanging around during the turtle sneeze thing? The what? Hell's yeah! You didn't recognize him? John B, the Altorian's roommate. Bravest son of a bastard on the fairgrounds. Well, shit. To John B. To John.